Mary had a little baby born in Bethlehem. Every time the little baby cries, she rock in a weary land. Ain't that rocking all night? Ain't that rocking all night? Ain't that rocking all night? Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Kristen Stoneking, the senior pastor here. And I'm Brian Adkins, associate pastor. Our mission here is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. Mary had a little baby born in Bethlehem. Every time the little baby cried, she rocked in a weary land. Ain't that rocking all night? Ain't that rocking all night? Ain't that rocking all night? <laughs> I'm Mary Pratt, a member of Epworth, and I'm going to be reading um, about the visit of the, as it says in this version, wise men, but we think they were probably astronomers, astrologers, astronomers. They followed a star. And um, this is a, a passage that gave me some trouble as I was transitioning from my childhood understanding of the Bible to my more adult understanding because I thought it happened all the same night. And of course it didn't. And my grandfather was a Sunday school teacher for 40 years. And I really wish, in the South, where we took everything literally, and I really wish that I had asked him about this passage. But um, anyway, maybe I'll see him again someday when I get asked him. And um, this is um, chapter 2, verse 1 through 12 on page 2 of the New Testament in your pew Bible. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, <clears throat> in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, 
And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the, Mary, the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. I hope you have had a good Christmas and a good New Year. Some of you were here for the Christmas Eve services and for the Jazz uh, New Year's Eve uh, that we hold each year here at Epworth. And I know some of you were traveling. Some of you did some of both. And one thing I've learned about this congregation in the past almost three years is that this is a congregation that travels. Our congregation, our active congregation is significantly larger than we may have on any one Sunday morning um, because folks are traveling, traveling for work or traveling for enjoyment, traveling for education, traveling for advocacy. We have uh, with us this morning two of our friends from Nueva Guinea and Nicaragua who have traveled to be with us. Welcome. My family and I were recipients this Christmas of a great gift. My, pra- my parents took our family of four on a cruise. So we did some traveling of our own. It's, it's not something that we had ever done before, though we consider ourselves great travelers. And I can tell you it was probably the easiest trip I've ever taken. <laughs> But most travel, especially big trips or travel to unknown places, and particularly travel on a tight budget, is not easy. It can be stressful. I remember when I took a semester abroad my junior year, I lived in London. And in 1989, I arrived at Heathrow Airport with all the other students, and I was carrying six months' worth of clothes in a a huge duffel bag and a gigantic suitcase, both as big as I was. Why did it take us so long to put wheels on suitcases? (laughs) This is like a relatively recent thing. But think back to your own journeys. What were your favorite trips? And were your favorite trips the easiest ones? When you took a challenging journey, why did you do it? And what happened? Who were you when you left? 
and who were you when you returned? The host of the television show Parts Unknown, Anthony Bourdain, has said, travel changes you. As you move through this life and this world, you change things slightly, you leave marks behind, however small, and in return, life and travel leaves marks on you. Most of the time, those marks on your body or on your heart are beautiful. Often though, they hurt. In travel, there is a kind of birth as new insights and understandings open to us, but there is death too, as we, what we thought we knew about the world shifts and our sense of being firmly planted on the ground staggers. Our sense of who we are in the world skips. The story of Epiphany is the story of a journey. The Magi, these three persons who set out from their homes in the east following a star, are thought to have been Zoroastrian. Zoroastrianism is a religion of the priestly caste in Persia. There are still some Zoroastrians around in the world, though not many. We, we think they may, be, they may be number around 100,000 in the whole world. Um, but at that time, they were especially known for having an intricate understanding of astrology, at that time a highly regarded science. They have heard a prophecy that a king was to be born underneath a great star. But even with all of their knowledge of the stars, after they set out on their journey, they get a little lost. This happens on trips, even now. With Google Maps and all of our guides and ways of getting around, we still can get lost. So these magi, these, these three persons from the east, they, they go to Jerusalem, the seat of power, assuming that a king would have to be born there. Big mistake. Because in so doing, they tipped off King Herod, who lived there in Jerusalem, that a rival was about to be born. Tell us, they said, where is the one who is to be born king of the Jews? The Jews were the same people that King Herod ruled over. Seriously? Often we call these men wise men. But that was not a wise move. Herod was known to be jealous and paranoid. He ruled over the Jews in a tenuous and many would say unjust empire. So basically, the Magi arrived and said, where's the one being born who's going to bring you down? And what follows is a tragedy that history has termed the massacre of the innocents. Herod ordered every male child in Bethlehem killed in an attempt to eliminate his rival. I do not believe that there is any way the Magi could not have at some level linked their visit to Herod and their question to the ensuing slaughter. What yearning must have then rose up in them as they recognized the depth of their need for salvation, for forgiveness, for love, and for mercy? No longer was their journey in any way perfunctory or academic. There was death here. 
but there was also birth. The Magi followed the star and eventually they did find the manger. And in it, the newborn Emmanuel. The change wrought in these men as they encounter the Christ child is a birth as well. The journey that has been long and disorienting and painful has brought them to this place. And in the way that their deep need is met, need that maybe they weren't fully aware of, they are transformed. Traditionally, their arrival at the manger is said to have taken place 12 days after Jesus' birthday. Incidentally, the length of their journey, these 12 days, is where we derive the idea of the 12 days of Christmas. We still have our tree because today we celebrate Epiphany, which is the end of that period. Technically, it's tomorrow, but we're celebrating it today. Their walk, guided by the star, had lasted a little bit less than two weeks, similar to the length of many journeys that we take. Not a long time, but between the points of before the walk and after, there was an eternity, a change of such proportion that it was the difference between death and birth. The poem, um, the poet T.S. Eliot writes of this change in his classic piece, The Journey of the Magi, which May Lynn and Laura Yokola read excerpts from this morning. Eliot describes the journey that these three men from the East undertook. It was long and uncomfortable. They weren't sure if it was all folly. The people and the shelters they encountered were undependable. In the end, they did find the babe, but they were changed in ways they didn't expect. The journey, the experience, and the claim that this child, this Jesus, placed on their lives was monumentally more than they bargained for. Here again, Eliot's words. A cold coming we had of it just the worst time of year for a journey, and such a long journey, the ways deep and the weather sharp, the very dead of winter. There was no information and so we continued and arrived at evening, not a moment too soon finding the place it was, you may say, satisfactory. All this was a long time ago. I remember and I would do it again, but set down this, set down this. Were we led all that way for birth or death? There was birth, certainly. We had evidence and no doubt. I have seen birth and death, but had thought they were different. This birth was hard and bitter agony for us, like death, our death. We returned to our places, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease here, in the old dispensation with an alien people clutching their gods. I should be glad of another death. Perhaps the wise men are called wise men because in the experience of this journey of seeing the evil that power can perpetrate and in realizing their own power to affect good as inaugurated by the Christ child, they lost their innocence and became wise. 
Perhaps they are newly wise because they no longer mistake the familiarity of their former homes for their new home in the sureness of love and hope and presence that is Emmanuel, God with us. But if ignorance is bliss, wisdom is often born of pain. There is a birth, certainly, as we accept the possibilities of love and depth, reconciliation, justice, as we follow the one who showed us evermore how to affect those things in the world. But there is death, too, as we say goodbye to the not realizing, the eyes that are not opened, the Garden of Eden untouched by the knowledge of good and evil, And to let go of all of that can be painful. The United Methodist Church has been on a journey out of a home that was familiar but dysfunctional. Friday, news of a protocol of grace and reconciliation for a negotiated separation was released. Our own congregation has struggled for a long time to achieve many of the pieces that are laid out in this protocol, and one of our own, Randall Miller, has been at the negotiating table with seven others and a negotiator guiding us toward a new home as a people called Methodist. It is a birth, certainly, but there is death, too, as we move into a liminal space and receive God's breath breath for this new way of being church. There are events in life that wake us up and draw us more into knowing and being known. The end of that journey is union with God. Call these journeys birth, call them death. Either way, the effect is to remove the scales from our eyes to help us accept our responsibility as agents in the world for good and for justice, and to fully live. Still, the words of the Magi in Eliot's poem should not be forgotten. Birth was hard and bitter agony for us, like death, our death. We return to our places, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease here in the old dispensation with an alien people clutching their gods. Living into the future that God calls us to changes us. Perhaps at no time in the church year is what we are being called to more dramatic than the journey through Advent to Christmas. We are profoundly changed and transformed by the birth of God with us. When we realize and internalize the fact that we are connected to each other and to God, that the suffering of any child whom we encounter on the journey is our own suffering. We are living into the new reality of God with us. When we move out of those places of comfort and familiarity and see our illusions and calcified ways for what they are, facing the disorientation but trusting the new home we are being called into, we are living into the reality of God with us. In a culture that embraces materialism and celebrity and dumbed-down versions of complex and nuanced reality, 
embracing this reality can make us feel alien. But we know this is the way to liberation and we know that God is with us. And so in the story of the Magi, we see all these pieces, a leaving behind of a familiar but limited home, an accepting of a great gift to make change and an assurance that in this work we are not alone. We are accompanied. And in this relationship, in this striving, in this journey is our salvation, our forever and sure home. Behold that star, behold that star up yonder, behold that star, it is the star of Bethlehem. There was no room found in the inn, it is the star for Bethlehem, for him who was born free from sin, it is the star of Bethlehem. The wise man came on from the east. It is the star of Bethlehem. To worship him, the Prince of Peace. It is the star of Bethlehem. Behold that star. Behold that star up yonder. Behold that star. It is the star of Bethlehem. A song broke forth upon the night. It is the star of Bethlehem. From angels robed all robed in white. It is the star of Bethlehem. Glory to God, world without end. It is the star of Bethlehem. Peace on the earth. Good will to men, it is the star of Bethlehem. Behold that star, behold that star up yonder, behold that star, behold the star of You've been listening to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Brian Adkins, associate pastor here. We'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. If you are here in Berkeley, Epworth's worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at 1953 Hopkins Street at the corner of Napa and Hopkins. And I'm senior pastor Kristen Stoneking. If you connect to our podcast from further away, we would invite you to visit our website, epworthberkeley.org. We'd invite you to keep seeking to grow in faith and to stop by the next time you're in Berkeley.